You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 185 with Laura Smith. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Laura Smith back on the show today. If you missed her last episode, you can check that out on episode 172 after this episode. Um, But today I wanted to have her back on the show to share with us what it looks like to have older kids during the quarantine. So we just talk about that we are all weathering the same storm, but our experiences look so different. And so I wanted her to come on just to kind of give us a different perspective, what it looks like with older kids versus say toddlers or elementary school kids and whatnot. Um, So she shares with us that the hardest part um, as a mom is dealing with her kids' disappointments, like missing prom, possibly graduation, and having to come home from college abruptly. She can't fix any of these things for her kids. And she acknowledges that there have been a lot of blessings during this time frame too. Um, and so I just wanted to share this with you guys, um, learn what it's like to have older kids during a quarantine. And one of the things that stood out to me as well is that she has a renewed sense of family and they're just able to take a giant exhale. And I just thought that was pretty profound because I think it's so easy for us to book all of our time that there's no white space, that we're always just saying yes to everything. And, you know, I think this time frame right now is just going to be showing where do we need to start saying no? You know, where are the places that we don't want to fill up all the white space? And so anyways, I hope this encourages you guys um, to just think about family time a little bit different. And for those of you that have older kids, I hope that you can relate to her story, or if not, that it inspires you to think a little bit differently about this time frame because I know it can be challenging um, for people because, again, we're all different and we all experience things differently. So um, the good things that she has to say, I hope that it kind of gives you some inspiration to maybe look at it with a different lens and um, and just relate to what she's also going through with the hardships. All right, let's go to the show. Welcome back to my favorite things segment. So I talked about the Enneagram on Melissa's episode, which was episode one of the COVID series. But because I'm having Laura on the show today and she has older kids, I thought moms that have older kids could totally relate to this. So I wanted to bring this up again. Um, So with us being quarantined and stuck with our families 24-7, there is no better time to figure out what your Enneagram number is and what in the world it means. And so if you do have the older kids, this would be fun for them to do and drag your husband into this. And if you haven't heard my episodes with the Enneagram coach, Beth McCord, make sure to check those out. Episode 90, 91, 92, and 130. And you can also take her free quiz. The links will be in the show notes. But if you guys already know your numbers and you want more, I highly recommend Beth McCord's Discovering You course and Exploring You course. It's nothing like the present to learn more about yourself and um, strengthen your relationships, be a better mom, and feel like you have a little bit of control in your lives. And I feel like when you can understand yourselves better, it helps us to thrive, you know, and helps us to navigate our lives better. Um, But here's another fun thing. If you are looking to connect with your hubby, since we can't go out on dates and all that kind of stuff. I would highly encourage you guys to do the Becoming Us course, and you can take a free marriage assessment to get the ball rolling. Again, all in the show notes. And lastly, if you kind of been, you know, kicking the can around trying to figure out, you know, what do you really want to do in your life? And you absolutely love Enneagram and you know it front and back. um, I want to ask you, have you ever thought about being an Enneagram coach? 
and helping others. So I feel like so many people feel lost right now and people could really use the guidance and this just might be your calling. And so the program is 12 weeks. So all these links will be in the show notes. And if you subscribe to the Mom Inspired Show, it will be in your inbox every week. You won't have to ever go searching for my favorite thing segments ever again. So make sure to go to mominspiredshow.com, enter your name and email so that this will all be at your fingertips. You won't have to ever go looking for my favorites. It will all be there. Um, but if you do have the time on your hands, you can peruse my website and go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash favorites and scroll down to programs and you will find the links. All right, you guys, let's go to the show. Hey, Laura, thank you so much for coming back on the show today. Oh, thanks for having me back. Okay, so I usually like to ask an icebreaker question on travel, um, but I decided to change things up a little bit and ask, what do you think the first thing is going to be that you want to do when this quarantine is lifted? (laughs) Um, Hard question because there's so many things we want to do, right? Right. Um, I think I want to go see my mom. Um, Mm. She lives in Columbus and she's, that's two and a half hours from me. And it's not that I was going to see her in these last two weeks, but there's a really strange thing that I can't go see her. Um, And I think, I think seeing her would be a lovely thing to do when this all comes to an end. How is your mom doing? Is she, does she live alone or is she with someone? Yeah. So she lives by herself and she's actually great in a lot of ways because she's, super healthy dynamic. She's 75, but she does Pilates and plays tennis and, um, walks. She exercises more than anyone I know. She is just in fantastic mental and physical shape. Um, she's happy. She's counting her blessings every day, but I think being by herself is hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, I think she's just really lonely. Of course. Yeah. You know, that was something that I was thinking about lately it's hard to be with kids home all the time. You know, that's, that's a challenge. And, um, but then I was also thinking it has to be hard when you're single and just by yourself too. Um, especially if you're not working and just all the time that you have to yourself, you know, so that's a whole different challenge in itself. And, uh, you know, you and I were just talking before I started recording. It's just that there's just so many, levels of, um, how this is hard for everyone. And that's why I wanted, this is why I wanted to do the series because, um, I heard a sermon where he was talking about, we're going through the same storm, but, um, not everyone is experiencing the storm in the same way. And a, a good example is, you know, doctors and nurses and stuff like that. They're on the front lines where, you know, other people are having to stay home. So right there, it's two different experiences completely. And, um, so their, their stories and all that will look completely different when this is all done compared to, you know, people like us that just have to hunker down and and stay home. So, um, I wanted you just to come on, share your experience, um, with your family and, um, their ages and all that kind of stuff and what, what challenges you might be going through. So, Uh, For those that didn't catch the first episode we did together, how about you share your name, where you live, how many kids you have, and what their ages are? Sure, absolutely. Um, My name is Laura Smith. I live in Oxford, Ohio, which is the college town where Miami University is. It's about an hour outside of Cincinnati, Ohio. I have four kids, um, but they're big kids. So I have a 21-year-old who got sent home from her college because all the universities closed. So she had to move from her sorority house back home with us. Um, An 18-year-old who's a senior this year, a 16-year-old, and a 13-year-old. 
Yeah. So I wanted you to come on because um, I know that you are someone that does have older kids and I wanted to be able to speak to the moms out there that have kids in this age group since I don't have that. Um, what are you finding is the most challenging thing right now um, with all of this, like having um, all the kids? And I know that there's probably a blessing to this because we talked about this on email. So I'm, I will I will ask you that in a second. Um, but what what is the most challenging thing that you're running into um, right now? And it can be their age, you know, and what they're going through, or it can be specific to what you feel like you're going through. It can be whatever you feel like is the most challenging. Yeah, I think the most challenging thing in our household is really um, the weight of some of the disappointments that my kids are facing. I think, you know, as far as having them all at home, they're all self-sufficient. They can make their own meals. Um, we're still eating dinner together, which is a blessing. But, um, you know, they can make their own breakfast. They can get dressed. They can do all their online learning by themselves. They don't need me to do their schoolwork. All of that's easy. Um, but they're missing some big things. And um, that's really hard to... Um, to address because I can't make those things happen for them. You know, as a mom, you want to make everything well for your kids. I told my two oldest kids, I just wish I could put a bandaid on their knee and kiss it and make it better. Mm. You know, like I wish it was that easy, but um, my oldest, she's a junior in college and um, she just got sent home so abruptly from school um, that she feels like there were seniors who she was really good friends with and they had plans and things they were going to do. And that was just all kind of ripped out from under her. Um, my oldest son is 18 and he's a senior in high school and, you know, he's missing his senior track season and prom was supposed to be this weekend and graduation still very much up in the air. Um, he was supposed to lead a retreat this week for, um, the sophomores in his school and they're going to do an online retreat and he still gets to, you know, do a speech and all that cool stuff, but it's not the same. Um, so there's a lot of disappointment and I don't have the power to make it better. Um, so that creates a lot of prayer from me and knowing that God can fill in those gaps because I think as moms, we try to be responsible for all of it um, and <laughs> try to fix all the things. And and I just can't. So that's the hardest part for me. Yeah. I was going to ask you, what what is the biggest blessing that you um, feel like you've encountered with all of this? I think the biggest blessing is just this renewed sense of family and a giant exhale for all of us. Um, we are so overscheduled and we've even tried to do a good job of only allowing each of our kids do one activity at a time um, so that they wouldn't be so overscheduled with four kids. You know, we had to kind of limit yeah. that. But um, as they've gotten older, for example, a high school athlete who just plays soccer has practice every day of the week, except for Sundays Um, or has tournaments out of state every weekend. Um, So you've limited it to one activity. (laughs) But it's still a lot. Yeah. (laughs) It's all consuming and multiply that times four. Wow. And our lives were very full and very rich and very blessed, but we were all overextended. Um, And all of a sudden um, a trip to Columbus was canceled. A trip to Nashville was canceled. Um, all things, these are activities the kids had all on one weekend and all of it kind of stopped. And instead of us all being in different, even cities as a family, we were all at home and it was just like, wow, like this is a gift. Um, 
I know that they're missing their activities and their friends and I'm, I miss that for them, but we've had family dinners every night for two and a half weeks. And I can't think it's been years since we've had two and a half weeks straight of family dinners. Um, we're playing board games and the kids are all playing soccer in the street together and we're cooking together. And uh, my oldest and I are doing yoga in the family room together Aww. and we're playing cards and um, we even printed off coloring pages and my kids are big. As I said, um, we're, <laughs> um, we're doing family church. My 18 year old um, is in the worship band at church and he wants to go into leading worship and he's been leading worship in our family room Sunday mornings for us as a family to worship together. Wow. Um, there have just been some really beautiful things that have come out of it that my mama's heart is full. I know my kids are missing some stuff, but I feel like it's gift. Yeah. So with the challenges with the kids, that seems like what your biggest challenge is the kids challenges um, with having the disappointment and stuff like that. Um, what are you trying to do um, as a mom, right? I know you said you're praying and, and whatnot. Um, but I, that would be so hard. I mean, um, I have a kindergartner and, and she realized that she's not going on any field trips. And, um, so they didn't go in any in the fall, which is weird. Um, so they saved them all for the spring. And so now she's, she's not gone on any and won't go on any. Um, yeah. and so trying to deal with that, right. As a mom, you can't control that. Um, you know, now you have big kids and bigger things. Right. And so, what do you feel like you're doing to try to kind of help with all this disappointment with them? Yeah, I think the biggest thing of all is communication. Um, just checking in with them to see how they're doing and letting them know that I feel their disappointment with them, right? This is real. I'm not just like, oh, you know, it'll be fine. Look on the bright side. Um I want them to find joy and I want them to find the peace that Christ offers, but I want them to know that it's okay to feel pain and disappointment too. Mm. Um, and that I feel it with them, that I see them, right? So I'm trying to communicate that with them. Um, I'm trying to communicate with them. We're trying to at least once a week, my husband and I just have almost like around the family dinner table say, how is everyone doing? Let's all mm. check in. Because even if one of them shares something with me and someone else yeah. shares something with my husband, I don't think they necessarily would have a sense for how all of each other is doing. Sure. Unless yeah. we kind of say out loud, like, I'm struggling with this. This is working well for me. You know, it just kind of helps us see each other in a better light, um, like what other people's needs are or what they're going through. Um, so I think communication is a lot, a lot of it. And just saying, you know, like, how can we make this better? How can we make your online learning going better? Just today, we've had nine um, either Skypes or Zooms or Google wow. Hangouts in our house. Um, <laughs> because, That's a lot. Um, it's a lot. And so everybody, when you're on that, you need quiet space. Um, and, you know, there's six of us in the house, so that's hard to get quiet space. Um, so communicating that, like, how can we help you? When are when are your calls tomorrow? Who needs to use mom's office to get a, a place to, you know, be quiet for a while? How can we help organize that? So I think, really, I think communication is the best. Yeah, I like that. And, you know, 
like with you, cause your kids are older. Um, I I'm doing homeschooling the best that I can. You know, I was never meant to be a, a homeschooling teacher or an elementary school teacher, just to let everybody know that. <laughs> we all have different gifts, right? <laughs> That's not one of them. I never went to college thinking I wanted to do that. Um, so it looks different, right. Than compared to your kids, right. They can, they're self-sufficient and all that, all that kind of stuff. But then you have to do all the scheduling, um, between, everyone. Um, has that been challenging for you um, just as a mom or has that been pretty okay? Like, have you been able to kind of go with it or has it at all kind of overwhelmed you to just try to now orchestrate all of this? Because really what we have had to become is almost like a corporation <laughs> at the house, right? Like Zoom's crashing, you know, <laughs> streaming can't like, it can't handle the internet's not fast <laughs> enough. I mean, I feel like the IT stuff alone has, I mean, everybody's just like, okay, how do we do all of this? And, you know, <laughs> you need like 11 year olds to like help you set up everything. I mean, I don't know. For sure. Yep. So, so how um, has that felt for you? I think if anything, that's been fine. It really scheduling our Zoom calls is way yeah. easier than scheduling everyone's practices and rehearsals <laughs> in a normal week. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So this is a way easier version. Sure. And I think it's actually been um, again, if you communicate, then it's that makes that a lot yeah. easier. But I think it's been fun to see us all like, okay, we all have to figure out Google Hangout. Have you been on this yet? Have you done Zoom yet? You know, mm. do you like we've been able to talk about it together too? Um how was the audio? Could you see people? Like, was it good to see people? You know, I just think yeah. it, it gives us this whole new thing to talk about and learn together. Yeah. Um, so that, that's actually been fine. That's been fine. Yeah, this that generation is going to know how to use Zoom, which is uh, interesting because, you know, usually the kids don't, that's not something that they would, um, I'll, I'll tell you something funny, what I've realized. So the kids are learning how to use Zoom and the parents are l- learning to use TikTok. I'm like, <laughs> do you know, the, you you know the app TikTok? I've seen so many parents doing TikTok showing on Instagram. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, we are all over the place. So it, it is funny to me. Yeah. Um, so when this yeah, all did gets... a really funny one the other day. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all of us. Aww. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone else doesn't think it's nearly as funny as we do, but let's <laughs> thinks it's a hoot. So I've never done one, so I haven't. I qu- haven't quite hit that uh, threshold yet. But um, <laughs> so I feel like this is going pretty good for you, which it, which is good. Like I wanted to get just kind of a different range of moms coming on here just so that everybody can kind of hear where everyone's coming from. Um, and also, um, just hearing different perspectives and, but when this all does get lifted, um, you know, now that you're learning a lot from everyone being home, the question I was going to ask is, you know, who do you hope to be at the end of this? But maybe that isn't the best question for you because I feel like you're doing well. So I'll give you, a, I'll give you um, two options. So you can either answer that or what would you like to see different? Like, how would you like to see you guys, your, you guys as a family at the end of this um, with everything that you're kind of learning as you've had to slow down? Yeah, I think that's, um, that is who I want to be at the end of this. I guess as someone who balances life better. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like we've all, all Americans at least have gotten swept up in this lie that more is better, busier is more productive. Like, um, we've all gotten to the point where we're like, Oh, if we do this thing once a week, that's good. But if we did it three times a week, that would be better. Mm. And if we, you know, we almost brag about how sleep deprived we are, how overscheduled, how we don't have any time. Um, that's, 
wrong. Life was not meant to be that way. Mm -hmm. God didn't intend our lives to be that way. Um, I pray that at the end of this, I've learned some lessons on saying no to things and um, valuing and emphasizing family time and taking care of our bodies. And like, I'm the best rested I've been in years um, just because we usually wake up at 545 every morning to get the ball going around here and end up staying up till 1030 or 11 because kids activities are still going on till late in the evening. And by the time they get home and do homework and stuff, it's late. So we are burning the candle at both ends. And now we're actually getting normal hours of sleep. Like I just pray at the end of this that we don't fall victim to, Mm. we have to dive back in full force and do all the things all the time, all over again. I pray that we somehow learn to say, we don't have to say yes to everything. Uh, We we can turn that down. We can value this. We can put, you know, put the important things first. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And it will be interesting to you probably will need to have conversations with your kids about this because it's one thing, right? That you're like, okay, I want to do this. But as kids and teenagers, you know, they have so much more energy and whatnot. And so it's, so much easier for them to probably want to jump right back into it. So um, I would imagine it it might be a little bit challenging trying to figure out how to do that. But I think now that everybody will know what life feels like, you know, this feels like the extreme, right? The pendulum swinging. So I think if you can um, not swing all the way back is, you know, such a good thing. And um, you probably won't be where we are today. I hope not because no, we can't even leave. So, um, <laughs> but, but to slow it down and that they could see the benefits of, especially because they are older um, versus, you know, small, small kids. And um, so, yeah, that, that is great. And it's fun to listen to that. You know, that is one thing that I feel like people with teenagers, as hard as it is with the disappointments, um, I do think if you probably were to ask parents is that, they're getting to spend time with their kids because they're not at their jobs or they're not babysitting or hanging out with their friends or doing the extracurricular like you're talking about. So um, it, it is interesting and it will be a topic that we talk about later on looking back, you know, and, and recalling like, oh, what ages were you? You know, I could see my five and eight year old talking about this and trying to remember, especially for them because they're smaller, but like, do you remember that when you were five and eight? Yeah, we pretty much did nothing. <laughs> right. and so that would be a fun, a fun thing to kind of talk about with your kids, especially because they're older and can remember that even 10, 15, 20 years. I mean, they'll remember this forever, but um, it will just be neat for you to have this time in history that you'll have all this quality time together. Um, as we end, Laura, I wanted to ask you, what is what is something that you're doing daily or at least a few times a week um, that you do just for yourself um, to kind of help you, you know, not lose your mind and keep you grounded? Yeah. Um, so one thing is I start my day um, in prayer and in the Bible, and that helps get me rooted for the day, um, sets my temperature for what's important and where I am and grants me some peace. Um So that is an important thing for me. And when I know that God is in control, that helps me like be okay with the rest of the day. Like I don't have to be in control. Someone bigger and better is. Um, This morning, I I just happened to be reading James and in James 3, 
it kind of summed up like what I hope I hope I'm doing for the family. Um, James three seventeen says, "But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It's full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere." And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. And I was like, wow, man, if I could be that kind of wisdom in my household, like yeah. that is my goal um, yeah. to make things peaceful and loving and gentle and, and planting seeds of peace. So I don't know, that was just what I was reading this morning. It seemed so applicable. So me starting my days like that just puts me in a better mind frame to face everything. Um, and then I've been getting out side every mm. day. So we are, yes, grounded to our house, but I'd be there yeah. gone for a walk or a jog every day yeah. and just being outside in the fresh air. And we've had some crummy days, but the yeah. weather is definitely turning. We've had some beautiful ones too. So we're like seeing, oh, all the Bradford pear trees are just bursting in bloom right now in Ohio. And the daffodils are so bright and the forsythias have all just completely burst. And so th there's a lot of beauty outside and fresh air. And to me, that is, um, I don't feel caged in if I get outside. Um, yes. That helps a ton. Yeah. So um, that's that's good for my soul and for my body. So um, I've been doing that every day too. I love that. As you were saying that, because, you know, Nashville being more south. So that was our scenario, the Bradford pears, the forsythias, the daffodils. Well, the daffodils were here in February and um, the forsythias and the Bradford pears were here <laughs> a few weeks ago. Um, so it's always neat to see that as you start going north, right? Or if you're coming down, you would see everything already bloomed. It, it, it's neat to me when um, right, you guys you are always things. ahead of us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you were saying that, I was like, oh, yeah, that was I feel like that was the beginning because we're going um, when we're um, doing this episode we're going into our fourth week of my kids not being in school. So it's been a long time. So um, I feel like the Bradford pears and all that were blooming a month ago. And so it is, it is interesting to, to hear that in Ohio. So um, Laura, I appreciate you coming on the show and doing this with me. I, I, my whole hope is just to inspire moms, give them some encouragement, let them know um, that we're all in this, you know, and, and we do experience things differently. And I hope that they can take away some of your positivity that you had today. And um, just kind of, I don't know, if anything, to appreciate that if they have smaller kids, and it's harder um, compared to the older kids to remember that there's going to be a time when they're older, and they're going to be so busy and that listening to a mom that's a few steps ahead of us like you, um, to remind us like, life isn't always going to look like this with young kids when they're just always on top of you and wanting you that they're going to be gone. And you're yeah. going to be like, I wish we were all having dinners together. So I think that was very, um, I yeah, definitely to hear that. treasure it. Yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate that perspective and, um, just getting a glimpse of what that looks like for you with older kids. So, um, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, thanks so much for having me. I um, hope that you hang in there with your littles and do just savor that time with them because it is priceless. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week.